Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Lisa Genovese. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. You are the president at Bottom Line, and you're found on the web at wearebottomline.com. Lisa, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Josh. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. So give us an overview of what you do with Bottom Line. Sure. I'm happy to. Um, you know, most people put us in the marketing agency category, but we're really more of a formal research firm first. So we do a lot of your qualitative, quantitative, and empirical research and help our clients develop uh, go-to-market strategies, leveraging that data. And then we also have an implementation arm uh, that helps clients kind of bring those plans to life. And that's helping with anything from visual brand identity work, web development, and a big focus in digital and programmatic advertising. Yeah. Why is that important? Why not just, uh, eh, let's just run some ads. Let's just get out there and, you know, let the world know what we do. I giggle because I hear that all the time. Well, why don't you just split test? Yes, split testing is important. But if you're so far off of the mark when you start, you're never going to get to where you're trying to go. Um, so research really should inform that business decision making and give you that you know, boilerplate of information as a jumping off point or a starting point for your strategy doesn't mean that things like split testing and implementation shouldn't come into play. Um, but I feel that those are kind of tools you leverage later in the game after you've got a really, really well-documented strategy. Yeah. What does that look like? Um, so if someone says, okay, cool, you've convinced me. <laughs> Let's spend a little bit of time and make sure that we're communicating the right message. Like, how do we figure what that is? How do we figure out what that is? Excellent question. And so for us, uh, we always start with what we call a strategic planning session with all of our clients. And that's just to better understand who they are, what they do, um, and really get a good handle on kind of the seven keys of marketing. So where are they finding great success? Where is their challenge? Um, and then we also help them develop what's their current customer journey or buyer's journey. Um, and we'll actually give them a score on that journey as well. So it kind of gives a very, very clear picture, takes all the guesswork out of where are the challenges um, or where are the gaps. And then we use that really to inform either going through our formal impact assessment process or a digital assessment process, um, which is that deeper dive into research to develop that strategic plan, if you will. Yeah. So um, how long does that last and what kind of activity are, are you doing over that span of time? Good question as well. So I'd say our typical uh, impact assessment engagement is typically about 13 weeks. Ah. Um, we have some that are shorter, some that are much longer that run almost a year. And the activities that we are doing kind of depend on what the client's needs are. So the ones that have a longer timeline are usually a lot heavier on the qualitative analysis. So things like focus groups or more batteries of interviews. Um, sometimes there are more comprehensive mystery shop in different geographies. And obviously that takes a little bit more time if we've got to fly team members there um, and, and that sort of thing. Um, but 
you know, the average engagement that, that we do um, almost always includes at least some level of qualitative research. I feel very strongly that that's where the rubber really meets the road. You got to talk to your customers or your potential customers and really understand what makes them tick from a psychological perspective before you can really develop any kind of a strategy or a message that's going to work. Yeah. What sorts of questions are you asking customers? Like, how do you, how do you get honest information? Okay. So the first thing is make sure it's a third party. I, I, I teach um, in the Alberta IoT Fast Track program and I get asked this often, well, how do we do this research ourselves? You can absolutely go and do your own customer interviews, but you're going to get a biased answer because it's you as the service provider asking the question. So third party is probably step one, or at the very least, if you aren't able to have a third party do it, make sure it's not their account manager that's doing the interview, have it somebody else within your organization. Um, and the types of questions are really need to be geared towards what outcome or answers are you looking for? So is it product validation and wanting to understand you know, different use cases or how they feel about the product or why they selected that particular product? If it's a service offering, you know, are we trying to better understand what the customer service experience is like or what the end result was for that client? Mm. We're tr trying to bring a new product to market. Sometimes it's better understanding just what are their buying habits? Where do they look to purchase that type of product? What are things that they're, um, you know, mindful of in their purchasing journey? So it, it can be a lot of different things. It really comes back to starting with the end in mind and mm. then really gearing your questions towards gap analyzing, if you will. Yeah, right, right. Um, and in the, you know, what we're talking about is not just, you know, first impression or awareness. It's, it's the whole user journey, I would imagine. Absolutely. And you're highlighting something really key is that most of the time when we do this work for clients, we find that even if we broke the buying stage cycle down into four simple stages, and I'm well aware the buying cycle has more than four stages, but if we did awareness, consideration, comparison, and purchase, more often than not, when we go in to do analysis, we find that clients have stopped at purchase. They've bought, okay, mic drop, we're done. And it's like, no, your, your job actually just started. You just won the business. And now building that customer service experience is how we make that client or customer aware that they have a new problem and they need to go back through that cycle again. It costs 30% more to acquire a new customer than it does to keep an existing one. So it's yeah. ridiculous to me how few companies don't put focus into their after-purchase journey. Mm. Uh, it's where you can maximize your profits like crazy if you've put some focus into how do we make this experience better, whether we either get a referral out of that end client, whether we have them buy from us again, how do we continually add value for them so that we're not having to go out and just acquire new customers all the time and have a really high churn rate? Yeah. Um, and so, Lisa, I, I would, boy, there's so many marketing agencies that I've seen out there. I don't think they have this level of, you know, get getting down and, and truly understanding that information. And, you know, in terms of like, you know, who your audience is and, um, you know, getting as deep as you do, uh, are there times when maybe that wouldn't be, you know, that wouldn't be necessary? Like, eh, you probably don't need to worry about that. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Is, is, is it because it's simpler? Is that I mean, just a function of budget? I, I, I don't know. What, where, where do you see the, the, this level of due diligence? Eh, I, you know, maybe not a big priority. I love this question um, because I, I think that it just 
firmly rooted in my core belief, every company needs to do some level of research and strategic planning, but you're right. Not, it's not the same one size fits all that big companies should do it or small companies should do it. I often make the argument that the smaller guys are the ones that can't afford to not do this. Um, But it doesn't mean that, you know, you need to go out and, and drop millions of dollars on research. It can be simple, but you do need to have the basics and the basics that I always kind of preach are, we need to understand just what's lay of the land research is what I call it. What's from a trend perspective, what's happening in the industry, what could be coming out of left field that you aren't paying attention to that can take you out. We need to understand a customer set. So what is that customer, both demographic, psychographic, um, what's their psychology? Why did they select you over another you know, competitor? And then that leads you to competitive analysis. Who are the other key players and how are you differentiating from them? At the very least, you need to know those three basic things to develop any form of strategy, whether that's rooted in qualitative research or quantitative or empirical, it doesn't, it matters, but so long as you have something um, to to go from and not just, we think that this sounds good. um, That's where people really get into trouble is it's assumption-based marketing. They think that they know their customers, Mm. but they haven't taken the time to really ask the question and get their pants down. Um, So yes, people often, whenever I see research, they think, oh, that's just big box brands that need to do this. And I would argue, no, the small guys probably need it more because they have very little margin for error. It's just, yes, budget sometimes does dictate what you can and can't do for research and planning. Yeah. And, and what are some ways that you do not, like someone says, oh, I did research because I did X. And you're like, no, no, don't do that. That's bad data. Uh, I could think of an example, but I'll let you. <laughs> yeah, I, I can think of, oh my God, so many examples for that one. Yeah. But probably the biggest one is they go and try to do customer interviews on their own, but they don't do an apples to apples comparison. So they'll ask one client, one set of questions, another client, another set of questions. And now we're comparing apples to oranges. And so simple thing, make sure that you have planned or mapped out what your end goal is, develop your interview questions from that end goal, and then make sure that your sample size and everything you're doing is same, same. So ask the same questions of the same type of client. Um, The other big one that I see people doing is they avoid approaching past customers for information Mm. because they Mm. are scared to hear those, the, the tough, the tough lesson they're going to learn out of Yeah, That is where you mine so much gold is not being afraid to ask the question, knowing that, Hey, we all make mistakes or we all screw up and learn from it. Um, but most people will avoid having that conversation. Um, so that's another big one. Uh, the last one that I'll say that I see often too, is in the mystery shop, same thing as the interviews where they don't take the time to you know, map it out, come up with a good backstory, really understand what it is they're looking for in the mystery shop. And so they'll, you know, use one approach in one, if it's a retail environment, one approach in one store and one approach in another, or if it's B2B mystery shopping, same thing. They'll approach one company in one way and one in another. Well, we're now not good data because it's not an apples to apples comparison again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, asking people on Facebook, 
who wants to, you know, who wants to download a free blah, 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 or who wants in? I see this all the time. And then, you know, they're just expecting that people going me, 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 um, you know, and so then they get like eight people. They're like, yeah, all right, whatever. Um, they're like, oh, that's an indication that I need to invest a lot of money into, you know, building something. For example, I see this a lot with validation of, of offers and then people will use, um, meaningless, it really is meaningless data uh, to make big business decisions um, where I'm a huge fan of like, I ain't doing nothing until like I have clients, you know, I, I have serious, like I, I, I was like one-on-one conversations. Right. And I'd, and then at the end of it, my indication of whether or not, and, and again, I can do this you know, in bigger ticket B2B sales, like, you know, is have a, have a personal conversation and then say, great. And then ask for a deposit. And if you don't get any deposits or anybody who's like committing financially, because people, I think a lot of times, especially for marketing to people that know us, they have a relationship with us, people will say all kinds of nice things because they don't want you to feel bad. Right. And so, but again, it's meaningless data. And it's not enough to, uh, for me, and, and, and again, I can say this with some hindsight because <laughs> we've all made the mistakes. Uh, and, and I'm sure, uh, I'm sure there's been times, Lisa, that, that, you know, you've probably made some of these same mistakes early on in your career. Of course. And I, I think you're highlighting a key one, which is, you know, don't be afraid to ask for the sale. And don't be afraid to ask the tough questions. As long as it's done in a respectful way, 99% of people are not going to give you hard pushback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they truly need it, you've assessed a need, you've assessed a gap, and you've presented a solution that's, you know, when you say, well, I'm thinking about fixing it in this way, and if I could fix that problem for you, um, you know, this is what I would need to do in terms, you know, if you've already figured out, you know, value and pricing, that sort of thing. Um, But, you know, those honest conversations, and then you just listen you know, listen to how people respond to that. And, you know, as long as you're talking with the right kind of people, the market, what I love about this, Lisa, what we've been talking about, nobody is smarter than the market. Um, I'm not more brilliant than the market. Lisa, you're not, I can probably safely say, um, you know, and, and it's ultimately, you know, the only way we're going to find out, you know, whether or not we, we need to make those investments, et cetera, is, you got to hear it from the people that you're hoping to ultimately do business with, right? It's it's so true. And I think as leaders, we often get in our heads and think that, oh no, we know best. And it, <laughs> I teach a class called your customer decides your value, not you. And it mm. couldn't it couldn't be more true. Your customer gets to decide what they find of value. And as business owners, we often think that we get to make that decision, but we don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your website, wearebottomline.com. When somebody goes there um, and, and they want to keep engaging with you, um, what would the kind of the next step, you know, the, 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 you know, for thinking about their uh, journey with you and they're like, okay, wow, this is great. I really love this conversation. Um, where do they go at this point? I'd recommend checking out the blog. Uh, there's some really, really great resources in there. Um, and then also follow us on LinkedIn. We often post uh, tons of great informational content, educational content that I think most people in general can benefit from. Um, and it doesn't come with a hard sell. So those are the two places I'd recommend you check us out. Mm. 
Fantastic. Yeah, I actually just pulled up your blog. Yeah, you do have some pretty compelling uh, articles right now. I'm looking at one. So what's the deal with AI copywriting tools? Bottom lines, content specialist weighs in. Sounds <laughs> very cool. Lisa Genovese, again, your website, wearebottomline.com. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me, Josh. This was fun. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.